Hello, you're listening to Dishing It with me, Colin, as I let you listen into frank and open conversations with food producers, content creators, and food writers as we delve into the Scottish and travel food scene. This week's episode is an exciting one, as I'm happy to announce that I'm pregnant. Joking, I kid. I have my first sponsor. So today's episode is kindly sponsored by Sea Shanty Rum. Inspired by the viral sensation Wellerman, you know the song, and the North East's rich maritime history, Aberdeen-based distillers Ardent Spirits has produced its Sea Shanty Rum to add to your drink stash. Infused with botanicals, this rum is smooth and sweet with tastes of caramels and hints of coffee, and all bottled up in one beautiful bottle, which I will be fabricating into a lamp when I'm finished with it. Behind this bottle is a charitable aim too, as Sea Shanty Rum aims to raise £10,000 for the RNLI Aberdeen, with proceeds from bottle sales going towards essential life jackets, PPE and ongoing maintenance. If you're not a straight rum drinker, fear not, you'll love working this versatile spirit into a cocktail. A few weeks back I created a white shanty, I've taken a white Russian, and an espresso rum tea, which was inspired by my all-lasting love for an espresso martini. Delicious. If you fancy adding this to your home bar, you can purchase a bottle through the Sea Shanty Rum website, which is detailed in the description of this episode. So today I'm joined by Shauna, who's behind the travel account Exploring Edinburgh, to talk about all things cosy reading snugs, peaceful pockets, and must-visit spots in Edinburgh and beyond. I first met Shauna when I was working for Visit Aberdeenshire, where I worked closely with journalists, bloggers, and social influencers to plan trips all around the northeast to share their experiences with their audiences. An eye-opening experience working with a few, let's say, characters, but also so many genuinely nice people met along the way who were a pleasure to work with and plan trips for, and Shauna was definitely one of them. Shauna's account is one I look to daily for an escape, and especially through lockdown, her posts definitely built up my must-see list, mostly for Edinburgh, as it's a city I've never really explored properly, which we'll get into in the podcast. But before we get into all the food and travel recommendations, here's just some of my food highlights from the past week. It's your essential dose of food news with your host, The Food Hoover. So this past week has been one for exploring new food hits for me. I've mentioned the Backyard Beach Collective in the last few podcasts, and before you call me a broken record, I could not go an episode not mentioning it again after eating here last Monday. First up is Aberdam, newest to the food scene I believe, and had to make a visit here uh, to try it out after seeing many a picture of this one. I ordered a towering cone of fries doused in garlic and truffle mayo with lashings of parmesan on top. It was absolutely beautiful. If Aberdeen was to have its own Statue of Liberty, it would be holding a cone of Aberdam fries. I think this will definitely be one to watch. What I didn't discover until the next day was that they do chocolate coated fries too. I know, madness, but it looks all kinds of good. This is a new venture set up by Dave Griffiths, who is also behind Avalon Stacks, who I spoke with last week on the podcast. So if you want to hear about the exciting developments that are coming up for the city, head over to last week's podcast for a listen. Arriving at the food market donning my stretchy jeans, I was not going to stick to just one course for the day. So I hopped over to Sushi Box for a tray of super fresh salmon and avocado maki. A huge thank you to the salmon gods for bestowing Sushi Box onto Aberdeen. And sorry to anyone who saw me eat my dish as I looked like a hungry Pac-Man collecting dots. Yep. And while I'm sharing new food expeditions, I sat in at the Newborough Inn on Sunday after a lush wee beach walk along Newborough Beach. If you haven't been there, you need to go for one, beautiful beach. Two, you see a lot of seals. It's great. After emptying my boots off the full contents of the beach, I ordered a steak and scurly panini, an absolute vibe for a Sunday lunch. If you're not feeling a full Sunday roast, go for the steak and scurly panini. Highly recommend. Okay, next up is exciting news that Orca Cafe is opening up Orca Bistro in Ballater. Keeping us Aberdonians well stocked with caffeine and plenty of cakes over lockdown, it's great to hear that this relatively new business is expanding to add to Ballater's local food print, joining the likes of the Ropacy Rooms, Clack and Grill and The Carriage. Great news to hear. There's no date confirmed yet and no sneak peeks at the menu, but if it's coconut caramel slice is anything to go by, this place will blow your socks off. But while you wait for that to open, visit the cafe on St. Swithin Street in Aberdeen for a nice coffee and, if timed right, a ginormous NYC-style cookie from the Cookie Cult. They look beautiful! Now that we can return to the shops again, 
all you avid shoppers out there might be in need of a good energy boost to see you through the shopping marathon. While you're in luck, as BioCafe has set up a new vending machine in the Trinity Centre, packed with plenty of vegan grab-and-go salads, protein smoothies, overnight oats, veg pots, wraps, the list goes on. This will make a perfect refuel station for anyone looking for a quick fix. And finally, I'm so excited to hear that Cafe Behem reopens on Wednesday, May 19th. We can't go abroad right now, but the next best alternative is a night at this French restaurant that has all the feels of French lodge come saloon with roaring fire, sophisticated dining, and the best wine going. Just add a talking clock, candelabra, and the scene is set for a BR guest musical number. Returning with an all singing and all dancing, five course tasting menu paired with the best wines, this will be well worth every penny of the £80 a head fee. Using the best produce to create its ingenious meals, you're in good hands here. The Orange Cure Smoked Duck Breast with Apple Cider Gel. Hello! Link to book this is in the description of this podcast. Now that's my roundup of highlights for this week, but let's get cracking on episode five and I'll catch up with you at the end. Hello. Hello, how are Hello, you? Hello, there we go. I'm good, how are you? So good. Oh, it's so good to see you. It is so good. It's been so long. It's been very long. Very long Too indeed. Long. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode. I'm so thrilled. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been great. I mean, I followed you for so many years on Instagram. <gasps> And we've had the pleasure of working together mm-hmm. in my previous role um, yes. when I've sent you on a wild goose chase across Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire. Oh my going it's from been some of my best memories. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, it it really has. Whenever anyone's like, where, um, where's the best places to go in Scotland? I'm like, Aberdeen, you have to go to Aberdeen. Like, you just really took me by surprise. I had this preconceived notion of Aberdeen and I went there and I was like, it's so different. Everybody needs to come here. <laughs> Oh, amazing I've not even paid you to say that that's fantastic. no no <laughs> no I love it it was probably February last year that we last yes. saw each other in person we speak on and off on Instagram mm-hmm. and things yep obviously a lot has changed in that mm-hmm. year what yeah. have you been doing to keep yourself busy through this mental time well I think for the beginning of lockdown anyway work just went on pause I think nobody was really doing any kind of marketing or social media marketing so I really just had to thankfully the weather was so beautiful last summer I remember we had such nice sunny days yeah so I just helped my mom out in the garden a lot and we just like had tea in the garden every day like a little routine and we'd go for our walk every day so I think once you get a different routine I don't know it, it just helps pass the time and you're like well I've got this to do today and that to do even if it's just small things like I'm going to plant that today or like cut the hedge or <laughs> I know definitely yeah. I think that's that's like an important thing I think for a lot of people they found that you just got a new routine like exactly. everyone just like was like right I, I usually go to work every day I'm not yes. doing that right now I'll go yeah. like you say for a walk and whatever did you ever yes. did you discover anywhere new that oh, you've so never many... discovered before yeah I was I just thought that I had completely knew my local area which I live in Fife with my parents at the moment mm-hmm. um, and we've got Lahore Meadows really near us so I I just always thought like, oh, I completely explored it. I've lived here since I was like a teenager on and off. Um, but we found so many different walks through fields that led to like little woods. And it's not the most exciting thing, but when you don't have anything new to explore, you're like... Everything's exciting. Yes, it's, it's like so Disneyland. exciting when you find this little path. You're like, this is the most yeah. exciting thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just so many walks. And I ended up reading so much last year, which was really fun. So yeah, just new routines to pass oh. the time. <laughs> and you mentioned books and we'll get onto that later so your focus for today is reading snugs and best places that you love so we'll get onto Mm -hmm. that later on Mm -hmm. so I had a quick check before we logged in and I mean you've definitely been busy over the past year and you've managed to (laughs) continually grow your following I think when we Mm -hmm. started working together you're maybe like around the 30,000 mark maybe 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 about maybe that, that. 30, and now yeah. you're now you're 55,000 so yeah you're doing something slowly that people but like. surely yeah um obviously that didn't happen overnight so do you mm-hmm. want to take us back to where it all started and kind of give us a flavor to how you got yes. into it and everything yeah well back when I started um I think things like content creators and like micro influencers and influencers weren't a thing um so I remember going to Edinburgh for university and I was just taking so many photos of the city. Um, and I think Instagram was relatively new at that time. So um, I didn't really want to post all my Edinburgh photos on my personal account because I'm like, oh, my uni friends are going to be like, this, this is not what we want to see <laughs> from you. Um, so I ended up creating my own um, Instagram account 
that was just private for my Edinburgh photos. And then I just kept that to myself. And then I didn't really know what to do for my summer. I think it was maybe was it the first year or second year summer. Um, but I saw that there was a, a course that Edinburgh Uni was running and you could do a summer project where you designed your course. Course You could do whatever you wanted to do and it would count towards cool. just like extra credits. I don't know what, I never did anything with them, but it was just kind of something that they were experimenting with. Um, so I picked Edinburgh and photography. So I got someone at the Edinburgh Art College to talk to about photography. And I just went and did my own Edinburgh history, just like oh, Googling amazing. and reading books. Yeah. And then I ended up turning my Edinburgh Instagram account from private to public and just sharing photos of where I've been wandering and like bits of history that I was finding out and then I wasn't really expecting anybody to follow it it was just for the project to document it yeah um, and then people just started coming and like commenting and it was just so exciting um, but yeah that's kind of where it all started thanks to uni in a way <laughs> I know I'm mental to yeah. think that, that that little project grew to what you exactly. do now and you do it as a as a full-time job yes really. yes do you ever find a pressure to obviously you've got a certain style that mm. your your grid looks like do you ever find a pressure to kind of continually find new content but also make it fit your style yes I feel like I really admire there are some accounts that I follow um I love Polly Florence I feel like her style is just so cohesive and I feel I've tried to be more cohesive but somehow with Edinburgh there's so many contrasts like um old town is so different from new town and leaf that it's yeah. quite impossible to keep a really cohesive style so I'm trying to be a bit more um relaxed with my like yeah. my approach now otherwise I tend to stress out too much with being a perfectionist yeah. it becomes too much like too forced and it doesn't yeah. I mean, it loses attraction and mm -hmm. as as fickle as Instagram world can be I yeah. think people can sniff out an account mm -hmm. as just like plug in stuff out that they don't care about it but it's really nice to see in your content yeah. that you actually just Thank care you. about everything you see and yeah. I suppose mm -hmm. with your images it's more like you're walking down the street and you see something you're like oh I'll take a picture of that that's a cool angle that's kind of how yes. you work isn't it yeah definitely or finding I love like sort of quirky things like the little um free libraries that people have mm -hmm. just dotted around the place or sometimes like phone boxes that have been converted into something yes. else that sort of thing I love love a yeah. phone box love yeah phone box. <laughs> um and you've also got involved in the vlogging world as well mm -hmm. oh yeah so you've done a, a few kind of like city guides and things to do mm -hmm. here and there and do you find being on YouTube gives you a different kind of creative eye to be able to yeah. do different things that you wouldn't be able to do on Instagram yes I think so um I think I'm trying to remember how I got into vlogging I think I was a huge fan of Casey Neistat and he used to vlog every day um and I was like I can do that and that totally didn't work I don't know how he managed <laughs> to vlog every day <laughs> um but yeah I, I think whenever I'm feeling a little bit off with Instagram or lost my mojo then I get back into YouTube and I really enjoy filming and just documenting what I'm up to and then I sort of get my Instagram module back again. So it's kind of like, yeah. it goes back and forth. <laughs> it's um, nice to have yeah. that other side of it yes. as well, because obviously you've got your blog as well. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have kind of vlog photo video that you can actually just dabble exactly. in between and kind of yeah. find and your mojo. If one mojo ends, you move on exactly. to the next mojo. And then... Yeah, and I think because the Edinburgh, it's, the Instagram account's always been Edinburgh focused. So sometimes I feel bad about adding too much of like, personal and I've done a lot more this year because there isn't new content to share <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um but with my YouTube people I know that people are following just for you know like not just Edinburgh content if that makes sense like my life or books yeah exactly yeah. so I just have a bit more freedom to share whatever I'm in the mood to share <laughs> that's really good yeah that's really nice um and obviously we touched on it as you glance down your Instagram you obviously love a book every yes. caption you have <laughs> is a quote from a book I'm not a reader so I admire anyone who has that much of a love for reading because I'm like I just wish yeah. that but I'm just I'm reality tv I'm like get down yeah. on I'll watch no, that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah you love books and so mm -hmm. much so that you've even written your own book Oh, um yes. so for everyone listening uh Shauna's got her own book uh called mm -hmm. Pretty Pockets of Pretty mm -hmm. um where um you uncover hidden and quirky yes. tucked away surprises around mm -hmm. Edinburgh um I mm -hmm. might have lifted that last bit from the blur but I <laughs> yeah. can't think of a better way to put it um yeah. but did you find it a hard task filling the book um good question I don't think I did for me it was more we had quite a tight um turnaround I think it was maybe just 
six months or less I'm trying to remember how many months now but just a couple of months to decide what we wanted to go in the book to take the photos and also write the content so it was more that I needed to tell myself like no you need to stop there might be more things you want to put in the book but this is all we've got time for otherwise nothing's going to be finished everything's going to be partially done (laughs) yeah oh god yeah Yeah, that would have been a right pressure yeah just feeling bad like leaving certain neighborhoods out you're like oh no it's I do like you it's just that we don't have the time or space to fit you in (laughs) it's actually a question I had lined up Uh, was there obviously that you just touched on there's a place that you wished you could have included um what was what was one of them that you really wish that you could have had in um I think just after finishing the book um maybe like a month or so after it me and my friend went to the secret secret herb herb garden oh that's hard to say Ooh, <laughs> which is that. yeah it's just near Ikea in Edinburgh um and you can obviously lots of herbs and plants and beautiful garden and then in the middle they've got um like a glass house that you can have um like tea and cake um sitting oh God, amongst amazing. yeah it's so lovely so I think once I went there I was like oh I wish that I'd included this in the book <laughs> but it's just uh-huh. one of those things you keep visiting new places and you're like oh, exactly. this should have been in the book and um, it might and not be so secret exactly (laughs) so it's quite quite good that you didn't include it yeah Uh, so is is that a place that you can just go anyone can go to it and get herbs or do you have is it allotments people kind of have their own space no no I think I'm trying to think um they also do gin I believe last time I was there yeah they were doing I can't remember maybe it's just the secret herb garden gin but um yeah you can just go along buy plants and um yeah it looks such a nice place just to go for a tea and cake. Like me and my friend didn't have time that day, but we're like, we need to come back and sit amongst all the plants. <laughs> oh, this. oh, that'd yeah. be great. And especially for people living in Edinburgh through lockdown, I bet that was a right good Exactly, yeah. And they have quirky things like old cars that plants are coming out of and that sort of thing. Oh my God, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's somewhere firmly at the top of my travel list. Definitely, <laughs> I think you would love there. it. <laughs> um, um, would you yeah, ever that... do a book on another location? I think probably not unless I moved somewhere and had stayed there for quite a long time then I would feel like maybe I could um but yeah I would love to do one on even Glasgow I I think that would be really interesting but I'd have to live there for quite a while to figure out your bearings exactly but I would love if someone wrote a similar book about Glasgow maybe there is I'm not sure but there might be I know there's a food guide um oh very good I think it's plate expectations oh yes she's done a street food guide uh, yes she has it's so good we were we actually wrote them at the same time with the same publisher so that was really fun to go through the process and be like hey Ailey you had a little writing buddy that's great yeah (laughs) when you got off the offer for writing your book was Mm -hmm. that something that you had always dreamed of doing or had planned or was it totally out of the blue that you're like yeah where'd that come from it was it was definitely something that I was like oh it'd be amazing to do in like five years time or maybe even 10 years time that would be a dream but I definitely didn't expect it to come along so soon. No. Um, I think I remember getting the email just saying, hello, and like, would you be interested in popping down to our office just for a chat? And I was thinking like, oh, maybe they want me to contribute on a book or maybe they want to use some of my photos for a book. So I had no idea what they wanted to chat about until I went down to their office and they were like, would you like to write a book about Edinburgh? And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I was definitely in a daze after the meeting on the bus home. I was like, oh my word what's just happened you're like did that actually happen yeah can I do this <laughs> and, and okay. that takes me on to my other question like do you have any reservations about doing oh. the book is there anything that you're yeah kind of feeling, oh god I, I'm not cut out for this can't get involved yeah. in that or I'm, I think well definitely 100% I was thinking I didn't even know if like my photos would be good enough for a book like they look fine on Instagram but when they're bigger I'm like are they going to be okay quality I, I didn't know anything about that printing it and also I I do enjoy writing to some degree but I'm not somebody who sits down for hours and just loves writing so I was kind of a bit worried can I write a whole book in this space of time as well without just I don't know adding to bits and pieces to it along the way but knowing that you have a deadline it felt like a huge like dissertation almost that you had to finish oh god um, and one that everyone would read cold sweats. <laughs> not everyone but <laughs> yeah. but yeah I know because I know how hard it is just from um I mean I haven't written a blog in a, a few months but yeah, I mean, just mm-hmm. even having that time to write a blog which is like five yeah. words like to, I can't even imagine writing a whole book and me giving like 
my sometimes I'm really struggled to stick to deadlines so like I would find it impossible so hats off to you for doing that well they they had such wonderful editors too sometimes I would have an idea and I would write it and I'd be like oh that does not sound good but I'll just send that as a rough draft and then they would send it back and I'd be like yes that's what I was trying to say (laughs) so yeah definitely thank you to the editors (laughs) yeah (laughs) fantastic in the book Mm -hmm. you detail Dr Neil's garden in Duddington village as your favorite spot in Edinburgh yeah Uh, what makes it at the top your list it's just such a peaceful spot it's not very far from edinburgh especially from old town i think it's maybe I'm trying to think how far maybe like half an hour's walk maybe which is not too bad um and once you're on the other side of arthur's seat it's so peaceful there's like a loch like Duddington loch and there's always lots of wildlife and when you walk into the place that you can just feel the community spirit um i think was it last year or the year before me and my friend were just there for a wonder um and then we spotted a sign to their community garden and they have um community sort of allotments they have chickens that they all take turns to take care of and they've planted an orchard and then obviously Dr Neil's garden is also there which um is so beautiful um but yeah you definitely need to go if you haven't been yet it's just such a peaceful oasis the whole town in my opinion yeah well I think this is one thing I've realized from lockdown is that I've like been to all the like key like cities in Scotland Mm -hmm. I've actually not explored them I've probably stayed very very Mm -hmm. close to the city centre and not ventured very far yeah if not for you I would have just been to Aberdeen city centre and I would have loved it but I wouldn't have seen all the other things Aberdeen has to offer and same with Glasgow and like I need somebody that's a local to tell me like start off in this place which is outside yeah exactly because I just I stay know, in the same place <laughs> yeah I know like, yeah. which is a habit you just like oh, exactly. well, I'll go there because that person went there so I'll do that as well exactly <laughs> um, um, but that takes me nicely on to my next question so mm-hmm. I've just got off the train in Edinburgh okay. and I've got no plan I phone oh. you up for a hidden mm-hmm. gem stop mm-hmm. and a quiet coffee snug to read in where mm-hmm. would you send me I feel like I've got so many ideas for this <laughs> <laughs> um depending on the weather and the day um, I'm going to recommend a few spots for you. Great. If you were going to Old Town, I love um, Dunbar's Close Garden or Dunbar Garden Close. Um, and it's just off the Royal Mile, but it's this lovely um, public garden that I, I see a lot of tourists sort of peek their heads and like, are you sure we can go in here? Is this not someone's back garden? Um, and it's beautifully laid out. Um, goodness, I should remember this. I'm not sure if it's like 18th century style. I could be completely wrong. Or is it 17th century? But it's laid out really prettily. Um, and during summer all the flowers are in bloom and it has a view up towards um, like Robert Burns's monument and over towards I think you can even see like Balmoral Hotel but it's such a nice spot if you're getting a takeaway from I would recommend Ghana and Guga if you're in the area Um, yeah they're they're just right next to Waverley Station so sometimes I will get a sandwich from there and just go and sit in Dr Neil's garden on a nice day because it's such a lovely spot you don't even well it's so quiet at the moment anyway but even during the festival if you just pop down that close you're like oh a little bit of quiet and peace <laughs> yeah all. yeah so that was one of my time, spots <laughs> last time I was down in Edinburgh when mm-hmm. you just mentioned the festival that was the probably mm-hmm. last time I was there was oh wow not, obviously not last year but the year before yeah year before and I just couldn't believe how mm-hmm. busy it was like I yeah. it's probably very naive of me but I remember went down I was like you actually can't move no like, it's it just like rammed. heads everywhere especially yeah, like near St Giles insane. yeah which is why I was so shocked when I went back because I've been in um Fife for like the past year but I just got a flat um so I was just popping there to get keys and stuff and I took a walk down the Royal Mile and I was so eerie because obviously none of the shops are open and I think I just saw like a handful of people from like at the bottom of the Royal Mile to the top and I'm like this is so strange because usually even if you come at this time of the year it's less busy but there's still quite a few people about so it was just so weird yeah compared to the fringe anyway yeah Yeah. oh um, a few more hidden gems um if you're going to Stockbridge I would highly recommend popping by um the Potted Garden which is just this beautiful house um or really cute house um and I'm trying to think Mandy I believe is the owner she's so sweet sometimes she pops out and like waves to me um and she's got just a quite a small garden but she's put so much love into it there's pots all the way up the steps and like she just it's such a pretty spot 
um, and there's also just a short walk from there on Henderson Row. Um, there's a sort of cacti, cacti garden. Um, oh, yeah, I've never met the people, but I think it's maybe an older couple and they've got an, like a sort of vintage chair outside and the chair's planted with all the, the cacti and oh, there's yes. like wellies with plants bursting out of them. It's just so cute. <laughs> oh, that sounds like yeah. quite a nice, proper quirky. Yeah, and the shore as well. My last place I'll mention um, in sure. Leith. Yeah, because I feel like people do go there, but it's not as popular as it should be because it's so pretty. And what, yeah. what is there to see there? Um, it looks, it's just um, lovely buildings and it's, I think it's a harbour. I don't want to say harbour, but it's um, the water of Leith flows through it. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not a harbour. But it, it reminds me, not that I've ever been to Amsterdam, but you know the buildings along the water. Oh, is this like the, is this like the classic Instagram picture that yes. you'll see of the house in the same, um, there's water going through the middle? Yes, I think so. Um, I'll need to send you a photo afterwards to be yeah, like, I this is what I mean. Yeah, I maybe, but I think I know what you're on about. <laughs> yeah, um, and there's a really good cafe there. Um, oh, goodness. Now, I, now I've forgotten the name of it. Oh my word! This is my memory. <laughs> After not being in Edinburgh for a year, I'm like, what is it it's called? Just wiping away fast. I know. <laughs> we'll let you off. You've been away from Edinburgh for a long time. I know. <laughs> um, we'll get you back immediately to get the William and Johnson. Restored. Oh my goodness! There we go. William, William and Johnson. Johnson in Custom Lane, which is the location. <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, that's such a wonderful coffee shop if you're looking for somewhere to go. And oh, it's it's got quite um it's got quite a few seats so you could sit there and read for a little while and they often have um a, like they have a pop-up space next to it so often they'll have different places like art exhibitions or oh, like ace. independent business popping up there so I really love that place oh love places where a lot of yeah Always yeah good. well now that we're fully into recommendations I've got another <laughs> um, meaty question for you yeah uh, so you've got the the power to fabricate your own perfect reading snug pulling together oh your favorite mm-hmm. places in Scotland yeah <laughs> uh, which setting are you in what view are you mm-hmm. looking on to mm-hmm. what drink are you drinking what food are you eating and what book do you have in your hand great I feel like I can remind is... you of all the options yes. <laughs> <laughs> again I've... but yeah <laughs> I feel like this is making me so excited for when we can travel again and go back to coffee shops <laughs> um so I would be sitting in there's so many coffee shops and cafes and I feel like that's where I would sit because I love that's my happy place um I would love to be sitting in unorthodox roasters in Kinross um I don't know have you been there or heard of it they've got one in no Sterling never as well. heard of it yeah they're really there's just such friendly people as well that run it um and just such a cozy space and they always do their window displays lovely anyway so I'd be sitting there um I'd be ideally if I could have any view I think I'd be looking out onto the Firth of Forth I think that's one of my favorite views yeah um I'm trying to think and eating what sort of day what sort of day are you looking on to the oh good question um I think a moody day actually I do love a bit of moody weather especially if I'm in a cafe and I don't have to go outside (laughs) I mean nice and cozy yeah yes um but not too misty so that I can still see the fourth bridge that would be perfect and you still need to get your photo exactly (laughs) 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 um and I would be eating um a white chocolate and raspberry tart from the pastry section oh my god it it's great. so good that was the first everything I've had from the pastry section and every time I go and I order pretty much the same thing sometimes I get that with something else <laughs> um but yeah that's a favorite and I would be drinking a tea well I'm actually unorthodox roasters has their own tea which is really good oh, but, nice. um I also wanted to give Rose of Your Tea a shout out because they were kind of my favorite place to get tea one of my favorite anyway so I'd be drinking one of their many teas. I'm trying uh, to think. Do you have a favourite? Depending on my mood. I think a honey bush. I quite like a honey bush. It's a, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a deca- like there's, there's no caffeine. It's a herbal tea and it's really warming and slightly, slightly sweet. So I feel like for a nice cold, moody day, that would be a nice drink. Perfect and remedy. what was the last one? What would I be reading? And what would you be reading? Yeah. Oh, which might be a very hard question for you. I know. You <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Funnily enough, it was only in the past few years I started to read. Previously, um, I just, I never read 
and no think way. it wasn't until after I graduated uni, maybe a year after that, that I started to read, and I was like, I actually enjoy so there's reading. Still hope, there's still hope for me. And that's I was going to say that to you earlier. I'm like, there's still hope, Colin. <laughs> maybe I should maybe I should start low. Maybe I'll get the Ladybird good books out. Well, yeah, I love a kids runs. book. I have to. <laughs> um but yeah I think I would The Hobbit is one of my favorite books and that's actually a a children's book but it's just so cozy and I I love the friendship like amongst the characters and the sort of adventure um I love a good murder mystery book especially a cozy murder mystery um and I I read Rebecca last year which has also become a favorite so it would be one of those three I feel like I can pick depending (laughs) how you're feeling that day exactly yeah so amazing (laughs) what's been this is like totally off script but what's Mm -hmm. been your favorite book to movie adaptation oh that's such a good question that's that's um done it justice oh good question the first thing that came to mind I really got on after I read um Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier um ever since I read that book I've just been working my way through her collection of books and um, I think most of them do have movie adaptations. Like Rebecca had, I think Netflix just brought one out with is it Lily James and Arnie Hammer not that long ago, which was okay, but didn't really do the book justice in my opinion. <laughs> um, but I read um, Scapegoat by Daphne du Maurier and I'd watched, it was just a TV movie, but I was really impressed with how they had adapted it because I wasn't entirely happy with the ending and the movie made the ending exactly how I wanted it. They managed to, yeah. to take it back, yeah. pull it back. Exactly. And I'm like, that's my dream ending for this book. So yeah, I think The Scapegoat, I really enjoyed, even though it was just a TV movie, it didn't have a huge budget, but I thought they did a really good job. And even actually my dad was watching it with me um, and he enjoyed it as well, which was quite rare because it was a sort of drama and he that's not usually his preferred genre ah. so I was like I would recommend scapegoat <laughs> oh ace and just to continue to put you on the spot mm-hmm. is there a book that you've read that you're mm-hmm. ever like this would be great if they made a movie and it was set in Edinburgh like oh. as the setting oh my word yes yes I do I have one actually it's The Way of All Flesh by Ambrose Parry um yeah Sounds so very mysterious yeah it is really good it's quite a moody um, it follows a surgeon and his apprentice as they, they go around Old Town and Newtown. So it's slightly gory, but not too bad. I can see that being set in Edinburgh. It's got a good on the cobbles. All those sort yes, of things. I think I would love to see that. I know from when we've worked together on uh, press trips and things mm-hmm. that obviously you are a vegetarian, which I've had to take yes. into account for all our meal, meal yes. planning. Um, <laughs> my pet peeve, and it always mm-hmm. has been one of my pet peeves, um is when you go somewhere and the only vegetarian option is a macaroni oh yes and I agree it has to be has to be a really a really 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 yes. really really <laughs> really really good macaroni to, to make, make it up. worthwhile exactly but I've noticed recently more people are becoming mm-hmm. more, more restaurants and eateries are becoming more accommodating mm-hmm. for vegetarians which is great mm-hmm. um where is a place that you've had the best vegetarian meal and what was it you had Okay, um, I think it's actually at the shore. So if you go to the shore, okay, you'll have great. to go here and eat. Um, it's called the Roseleaf Bar, I believe. And from the outside, it just looks like your traditional local pub. So it, I'm not saying that put me off, but I never thought to pop in for lunch. Um, whenever, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's just a pub. Like not, not what I'm looking for at the moment for yeah, lunch. You're definitely going to get a macaroni there type thing. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but then I remember reading something about it somewhere and it's when you go inside it's just so quirky with the decor as well it's kind of slightly tropical I feel and there's just lots of quirky things like hats and they do um, is it potatoes or something it's like a cocktail and a teapot um, and they do like mad hatter parties that sort of thing I think I've not actually been to one but I'm pretty sure I've read that on their menu Um, but they do amazing vegetarian food and I think I had something it's been a really long time since I've been there, but it was some kind of wrap, and I think it's some, some kind of beetroot wrap with like chips and a salad, which sounds really plain. Um, and you do have to wait for sort of wait for your meal for a wee while, but it's really worth the wait because I think they make everything pretty much from scratch. From scratch. Yeah. So the quality and like the flavors, even though it's quite, it sounds like quite a simple meal, is so good. 
I would highly, highly recommend. And all their menus are actually in um, National Geographic magazines. So when you open them up, right. it just looks like a magazine and then inside is their menu. Oh <laughs> so it's just, it's so quirky. I, <laughs> I honestly, like quirky places is like my favorite thing. Yeah, I love when a place is so unassuming and then you go inside and it sort of blows your mind. You're like, this is not what I expected. Yeah. I Love mm-hmm. it. I should give you more than one place actually sorry oh, I just remembered it, I'm like yeah there's also um if you're up near the university there's just a stand um and it's called I always say it wrong and even the person has corrected me when I've asked him how to pronounce the name but I think it's like Chupinaquim and they do gluten-free Brazilian crepes and you can get oh. yeah they do obviously vegetarian they do vegetarian ones and they do dessert ones which I've actually never tried, but that's been on my, my list to try for a long time. And they also do like meat options and it's just so good. And it's just a husband and wife team. So whenever you go, it's always the same people and they're just so friendly and lovely. So that's another really good place for veggie food and gluten-free as well, which is good. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've touched on a few times that we've obviously worked together in the past. Mm-hmm. You touched on it at the start that you were kind of blown away by Aberdeen, Aberdeen Sherman. Yeah. Came on your visits, mm-hmm. and that wasn't even me trying my hardest. That was me just like kind of pulling stuff together, and being like, "This will be good. This will be good." Um, no, honestly, whenever I go, I'm I, like, the, the, after the first trip, the second trip, and the third trip, I was like, I'm not even really looking at the itinerary because Colin will just have something amazing planned. Like, I don't even need to worry about where we're going. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, I'd love to take credit, but. It's the people of Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire that yes. for, I just kind of pull in, pull everyone together. Um, but no, but it was great to have you on our trips and for you to mm-hmm. kind of like to see that you genuinely loved coming yeah. to visit and loved to explore new places. Mm-hmm. Where's somewhere that kind of kept a piece of your heart? Yes. Um, do you remember the hotel? You have to remind me where it is, but it's called the Darek Lairg. Oh, the Darek Lairg. Yeah. Yeah, I the Darek Lairg. Yeah. TBT, Wait. I forgot about the data clear. Where, where's that again? I forgot. So that's in Ballater. 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 So if there's any there. um any non-Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire listeners um <laughs> listening in, Ballater it's in the National Park, a beautiful little town, and it is known as the Royal Borough town <laughs> because it's got the most royal warrants, I think, in the UK. I want to say UK mm-hmm. because that's I think thing. so. Um, mm-hmm. because basically the royal family live next to Balmoral so mm-hmm. um, it's a great little place to visit if anyone is looking for it's a day so trip. lovely and I love that hotel so much I just feel it was done up to such a lovely spec and mm-hmm. it was beautiful inside wasn't it yeah the brunch was amazing and I'm just like I could have stayed there for a week in my happy place yeah. it was just so peaceful and the views but yeah that was one of the places I've made a little list Fitty oh, great. absolutely Fitty. love Fitty Repping I remember that's one of your places. <laughs> yes, love Fitty. I actually haven't been to Fitty in a while because through the oh. lockdown, they kind of closed off and they said, oh, really? obviously to protect the community inside, that's, they were mm-hmm. like, if, please don't come in, which was fair That enough. makes sense, yeah. So actually, I've not been to Fitty in a while, wow. so I need to go back. Need Hopefully, go back. once we're out of lockdown, you can return and I can yes. live vicariously through you until I can exactly. re- like, re- revisit myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that restaurant there is so good. Is it the Silver? Silver Darling. Dar- Darling, yeah. amazing. Stonehaven. I absolutely loved visiting Stonehaven. Um, what was your still... favourite bit about Stonehaven? <laughs> um, the scenery, obviously amazing, but I can't help but keep thinking, even to this day, I still think maybe once a week about the macaroni pie I had there at oh, the little yes, fish. From the, the, the bay fish yeah. and chips. Yes. Yep. Whenever I think of macaroni pie, if I'm with my mom, I'm like, oh, mom, you need to try that macaroni pie from Stonehaven. It's so good. Oh, the scenery is beautiful. Me. You just remind me how much I miss the bay fish and chips. I just, yeah. I like, I've been so used to living in my Aberdeen bubble. I'm like, yeah. oh, bay fish and chips. Remember that? Remember oh, that lovely I would place? Love, I know. I'd love to revisit on a nice sunny day. I think the day that we went, me, Harry and India, it was fairly bright at the beginning. And then yes. as we reached like the fish Turned. and chip shop, it started like raining and windy. But the, the food made up for it that we didn't care. We're like, this is so good. Yeah. Amazing. Um. Oh, Aberdeen Art Gallery. Absolutely yes. loved Aberdeen Art Gallery. Yeah. So good. And all of the castles pretty much that we visited. I'm, I'm, that would be the dream one day to tick off all the castles in Castle oh, go con- castle, County. Go castle bugging. Yeah, that would be That'd the dream. Be yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. And in the art gallery, did you have like a favourite room that you liked? Oh, good question. Um, I think I like the room when you, you first walk in and you go straight ahead and it's... Um, oh, the sculpture, sculpture court? Yeah. 
yeah I yeah, think that was my favorite but I would just love like a whole day to spend in there yeah, and just you need it. it's yeah. so big there's yeah. a library in there so you need to go oh back for word. um it's called the McVeigh library but, but he <laughs> was a local artist and they basically dedicated that room to him oh, but amazing. it's different books and I think it's about art and different collections yeah. and stuff oh, I'd love to go back but a very good uh, a good photo opportunity as well yeah I, say, I feel like there's they've just done up the gallery is so beautifully like they've just taken yeah. time and it really shows really yeah. thought about it yeah uh, so you've you've covered off a lot but is there anywhere <laughs> that you've still not seen that you know is out there that you're itching to take off your list Ooh. or places this one I feel like I need to ask you for recommendations too but there are a few just that I've kind of made mental notes I saw last time when I was in like old Aberdeen area there was a sign for the botanical gardens and I'm like oh I love a botanic garden so yes. would like to visit there and see what that's like yeah, um, that's like uh, the Cruikshank, Cruikshank Botanic Gardens I think oh amazing yeah, yeah. We just saw a sign and then we looked, I remember me, Harry and India looked at our watches and we're like, we just don't have time. Like we would be. Yeah. Always the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and last time I was there, we got a tour of His Majesty's Theatre, but we didn't get to go see a show. So that is very yes. high on my list. I want to go see mm-hmm. a show. Actually, before um, lockdown started, um, when I got back from Aberdeen, um, I was saying to my mom that we should go there for a little like weekend and stay I like the hotel yes. that we stayed at when we were there last time too. It was near oh, His Majesty's. The Sandman. Yes. Sandman. Yeah, yeah, I like, Great I like that. Such a good hotel. The comfiest beds I've maybe ever slept in. <laughs> but yeah, and then I was like, we can go and see a show at His Majesty's Theatre. And then obviously COVID struck, so we've not done that yet. So that's still on our list. <laughs> on the list. Well, we are, yeah. I cannot wait for the theatre to open back up again. Yeah. And music and concert and sing to return. Hopefully we don't have to wait mm-hmm. too much longer for that. I know. It's when you see long. stuff on TV and you're like, oh, imagine it's just like, not the in the cinema or sitting yeah, the same exactly. So fingers crossed <laughs> soon. Well, um, I'll have to get my thinking hat for places that you need to go to when you come back. Yeah. I think we t- I took you to every corner. Oh, actually, no, you need to go to mm-hmm. um, Crivy. Crivy oh, and okay. Pennon, mm-hmm. which are like at the like Amazing. the very tip of mm-hmm. Aberdeenshire. So they're like two little coastal villages. Oh, I think um, I've seen, yeah, I've seen. Are, yeah, photos of that, like, I think yeah little like literally just built into the cliffside like beautiful oh, yes. times oh so, i would love to go there definitely i think check was them it out. um natalie from map of joy did she put up like a really snowy photo of there one time yes i think that rings a bell yeah yeah and i was like oh my word that's a good reminder actually that's it's definitely so nice. high on my list yeah get that on your list mm-hmm. it yeah. might be because you don't drive so it might be a long bus journey yes, I know. but uh, maybe get someone who drives to come up with you and then yeah. <laughs> get them to drive all the way out exactly. but no definitely and you'll have to go to um in passport soy which is on route oh, it's another coastal town so they've just filmed um peaky blinders their last oh, season really? they've filmed um scenes, I I filming how, how american yeah. Um, yeah so they filmed um I think they filmed part of it so they mm-hmm. I think they've just finished there's wow. an ice cream shop there called Port Soy ice cream and it oh. is phenomenal oh my word. which I feel bad about saying because from where I'm from um, mm-hmm. originally a little town called Huntley they also mm-hmm. have a local ice cream which is called Rizza's yeah I both good there. ice cream brands oh definitely yeah honestly I need to get my license just so that I can travel about <laughs> Scotland that's the yes. only reason <laughs> yeah definitely. Well, we've like rattled through the questions, which I never thought would be possible for me because I like to ramble. Um, (laughs) But I've got one final question. What is your recipe for happiness? Any given moment, like what gets you through the day? What is your, what's your key? I think I get definitely a lot of peace from my faith. I do have faith. So I get lots of peace. Um, I really need to, I feel like I need to go for a walk hopefully once a day or at least once every two days otherwise I really start to feel a little bit down and then I'm like why am I feeling down and I think it's just from being in the house so just a lovely walk just brings me so much happiness being out in nature and especially this year I think we've all slowed down a bit and um, just watching the seasons change has just been such a treat Um, yeah I think just trying to appreciate the small things in life um what else a good book brings me a lot of happiness <laughs> and <laughs> a cup of tea just definitely the smaller things having family and friends but yeah just sort of appreciating the smaller things and taking life a bit slower is things I've learned this past year that I want to try and make 
sort of changes to how how life was previously obviously I, I want to see my friends again and travel and yeah. do like work more obviously but trying to remember to slow down and enjoy life yeah Definitely. what see about you change around you exactly I yeah. think from I'm probably the same like with mm-hmm. walking like yeah. I mean it's so bad but when mm-hmm. uh, lockdown first happened mm-hmm. like I live in old Aberdeen which yeah. might be oh, envious my of. Word. I'm, uh, so envious. So I'm just off just off the cobbles of um, college bounds and oh, wow. lockdown I'd lived in my flat for two years before lockdown wow. mm-hmm. and it was the first time I'd been mm-hmm. in Seaton Park which is literally yeah. 10 minutes down the road from mm-hmm. me and I'd Amazing. never seen Seaton Park, never wow. seen, where was it, never seen uh, St. Macker Cathedral, never been to Dawnmouth, and I was wow. so close to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thankful that lockdown was obviously awful. Yeah, it's yeah, awful, yeah. Still happening. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I'm so thankful that I found that time to take it slow, look yeah. at everything around me and actually take I it 100% all in. agree. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think that's, that's probably, I think everyone will likely say but it's just it's nice to kind of put things in perspective it is and just yeah. giving like nature the appreciation it kind of deserves as well that each yeah. when you're busy you just take it for granted and you're like oh it's autumn that, that's pretty and then you kind of like head off and you're like oh it's winter yeah. but it's so nice to watch it change and it's just so beautiful yeah exactly. and, and yeah. this might be a bit of a controversial question but oh. so you can choose not to answer it or not <laughs> but you mentioned uh, your faith kind of got you through it as well yeah was there yeah. ever a moment when mm-hmm. you were like right I believe in my faith yeah why is this happening yeah I guess kind of but I, somehow it just gave me more hope I was like we're gonna mm-hmm. get through this um I don't know I think it, my faith was almost strengthened even though all that was going on I don't know it just seemed I guess because I was slowing down a lot more too, but it just gave me hope there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. A bubble. Yeah, yes, exactly. And just having more time, I guess, just to explore your faith a bit more. Because when you're busy, you're just like, oh, yeah, I have faith. And then it just. Get to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things get in the way. Um, But yeah, I definitely. I'm appreciative of just having time to get to know my faith better again I guess and <laughs> I guess the bonus of lockdown is that mm-hmm. you've had time and I've mm-hmm. had time to interview you for this podcast exactly. so yes. there's always a bonus yeah um, because otherwise so nervous, you'd, be, like... you'd be off on a press trip somewhere well, <laughs> touring touring somewhere writing another book um, and <laughs> so it's, it's it's great that we've managed to do this but it's been great yes, talking I, it has thank you so much for having me this has been a thrill I feel like now I'm relaxed a bit more like I've done my first podcast I was so nervous but we've made it <laughs> together we made it to the end and yeah hopefully we'll get to see each other soon we'll get I I'll come so. down to Edinburgh and you can give me I'll give you a, a grand tour, tour. since I used to be a tour guide as well what... oh, used to be a tour guide <laughs> I did used to be a tour guide just for like um one or two summers in Edinburgh very small tour groups but I did used to be a little ace. tour guide. <laughs> okay, well, A, so I'll be coming down. You'll yeah. be showing me around. We won't have mm-hmm. a two-meter distancing in place. We'll Absolutely. be able to go into a cafe, yeah. have coffee. That sounds It'll amazing. So and if, when I come up to Aberdeen, I'll be asking for all the recommendations. And I want to meet your dog. Your new oh, my dog. God, yes. Ramsey, who is, has been very is, quiet. Is Ramsey um, with you right now? Yes, he is with me right now. So <laughs> everyone at home, my camera is moving. Uh, to show oh, Shauna so sweet oh, sleeping so to paint that the picture be... for everyone at home he is um sprawled out looking a bit like a running horse on the sea yeah. and he's so watching um, as I speak about him but oh he's my word. so today we had um a bit of an incident so mm-hmm. we're getting him used to living at home on his mm-hmm. own um I am back in the office on Mondays so Mm -hmm. um we're getting him used to living at home and he ate a half a pack of butter oh my goodness so we're very very excited to see what comes out the other end oh my word (laughs) ain't that right Ramsey so is he a big foodie as well he is a big foodie I think he's even a bigger foodie than me (laughs) he eats everything going he wants to eat everything we have on our plate he's so sweet we he was doing such do a it. joy to get through lockdown as well yeah he was good yeah. and it, it, I've always wanted a dog and me too um, it was just felt right to get one and I knew obviously there were so many people getting dogs and there was the worry mm-hmm. about oh god like what if you can't have the dog when you go back to work and life yeah. goes back to normal mm-hmm. but luckily um I've got flexibility to good mm-hmm. have people, a, good, a good network of people around me to help out as well so um yeah. it's been good but it's such good company and I think anyone who mm-hmm. is struggling with loneliness or yes I agree d- mm-hmm. doesn't have the best social circle mm-hmm. and doesn't have mm-hmm. any friends like doesn't have many friends or struggle yeah. to make friends mm-hmm. get a dog 
everyone yeah. speaks to you <laughs> I've spoken Ex- to so many people from having oh, a dog amazing. it's mental it's crazy yeah. oh, I'm it's so, so I cannot wait for the day that I can get a dog like that's top of my list of like achievements oh. I get a dog adopt a baby yeah, a, dog. <laughs> a baby dog. honestly like they are te- I mean I don't have kids of my own but they are testing and oh, from okay. some people I've spoke to they've said that dogs are worse than kids so oh, I can imagine <laughs> yeah so be prepared I can give you many a tip Yes, <laughs> I will be phoning you up. Um, one of my best friends has a, a dog called Sally. Um, is this the white one? This is the white, white fluffy, fluffy one. Oh, yeah. I'll put I remember... a link to the dog's account yes. in the, the bio because it's a cute bloody dog. It's so you have to follow Scotland with Fluffy Wolf. It's just Sally around Scotland. Um, but yeah, I remember when Claire was getting Sally. Well, she told me later that um, she was like, "This is a dog. It's not going to become my baby. Like it's a dog. Just remember, it's not human." And <laughs> now it's like totally words. her baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like, yeah, they become your child. It's they mental. do so easily. Yeah. So but, yeah. Good. I can't but, wait no, to thank them. you so much for joining me. It's been great to chat and get plenty yes. of inspiration. Edinburgh somewhere I've not uncovered greatly, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to get stuck in. Yes, drop me a message. I'll give you a tour. And I can't wait to oh. listen to the rest of your podcasts as well. It's so exciting. Oh Wish me luck. We don't know how it's going to go. You know, <laughs> but it's such a good name as well. Auditioning it. I'm like, perfect. Oh, do you love it? So, I love yeah. the name. Yeah. Oh, see, really, really I've got a stamp of approval from Exploring Edinburgh yeah. herself. Auditioning <laughs> it has a stamp of approval. Great. Now that, my friends, is what I would call a wholesome chat, and one that definitely loaded my travel list. If there's anything I took from my chat with Shauna, it's to look at your doorstep, explore what's there, and slow the hell down. Links to all the businesses talked about today can be found in the description of this podcast. And for those of you who are interested, Ramsay's stomach seems to be quite robust and managed to withstand the daily overload from Buttergate. Quite remarkable. Next week, I'm joined by Mr. Fitness himself, Scott Bapti, who joins me to banish some dieting myths, ooh, that's a hard one to say, health hacks, and maybe he shares the best kept secret in diet. Or maybe he doesn't. You'll have to listen to find out. Right, I'm off to see how Ramsay can handle some hot Scotch bonnet peppers. But while I do that, stay safe, eat well, and speak soon. Oh, Ramsay!